Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to All Starts Out We, a podcast in which Leeds fans cast their combined eye of goings on at Elland Road, giving truth and the underlying statistics and tactical footings at work at Leeds United. I'm Martin Riley, and I'm joined today by Dan Holsworth. Dan, how are you doing? Well, I'd just like to point out to the listeners this is the morning after the West Brom game, so the Leeds fan in me is not doing very well at all, but the, the non Leeds fan in me is fine. How are you, mate? I'm okay, yeah. It's the, the morning after the night before. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not looking forward to, re- to re-watching parts of that game. I'm kind of looking forward to watching it back to find out what we're not doing, because I can't work it out yet, but you know, that, that's, that's, yeah. that's for the review anyway. We'll, we'll come to that later. Exactly. Here. Exactly. But other than that, I'm doing okay. I've not really done too much today. Yeah. Just read up a bit on Birmingham, and that's about all I've done so far. But yes, we're here to talk about Wayne Rooney's Birmingham City, who we play on New Year's Day at Elland Road. Dan spoke to Gabriel Sutton, who's a Birmingham fan and presenter of the EFL Debate podcast, and we'll let you listen to that interview right now. Hello, and today I'm joined by Gabriel Sutton, uh, EFL expert and Birmingham City fan. Gab, how are you today? I'm really well, thanks, Dan. Good to see you, mate. Yeah, you too, mate. You too, mate. Really appreciate you coming on to talk to us about Birmingham City in the upcoming game against Leeds United at Ellen Road. So, to start us off, could you tell us a bit about the state of the club off the field? There's been some turbulent years at Birmingham recently, sort of ownership changes, general shenanigans, <laughs> stadium <laughs> being partly shut down. And there was a takeover recently, like an American consortium, I think, right? Yes, uh, correct. What, yeah, yeah. What can you tell our listeners about that? Yeah, I think it's a sort of mixed time for the club because in the summer there was um, down so much excitement about what could be possible for the club under Tom Wagner's um, ownership regime because this is someone who's been um, incredible, incredibly successful in the US with, um, I think it's Nighthead Capital Management or Nighthead certainly, and um and, and he's a very successful businessman. And the hope was that, you know, the way that he spoke about his plans for the club and the clarity that he brought and the transparency, that seemed really encouraging, combined with the investment that would come into the club. And it just seemed like um, a really exciting thing from a fan's point of view, especially. Uh, and then we, you know, we recruited really well in the summer and John Eustace was doing a fantastic job. We had a sixth. Yeah. His final game in charge was against West Brom. We played them. We played superbly. Um, and 
and um and and everything seemed to be going really well we had a um a sort of a clear playing identity and mm. then what happened was um he uh John Eustace was sat with the team sixth in the table um and um basically Wayne Rooney who's our CEO Gary Cooks mm. Uh, his agent is Gary Cook's sort of best mate. Um, so it's very dodgy the way that John Eustace right. has dealt with a uh, very shoddy treatment for someone who's done a fantastic job. He led the club through difficult times last season. And to be honest, I still feel a little bit a little bit miffed about how we've treated Eustace. And I think uh, a lot of the fan base does as well. Probably not helped by the um, the form we've seen since then under Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I was going to say, sort of last season under Eustace, you came 17th, but I think considering the turbulent situation off the field, that was pretty pretty credible, really. I think everyone felt Eustace had done a good job. So, yeah. I mean, is that fair, last season? And then... I, I agree, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He sort of inherited a, a wafer-thin squad. So mm. although we had a decent first 11, he had nothing on the bench. It was basically yeah. veterans, youngsters, players who probably wouldn't be quite good enough for the level. Um, and then once he'd been given the, the resources to have a proper squad like he's had this season, he's done superbly. And I, I was really excited about what he was building mm. at the club um, in terms of the long term. So, yeah, he was doing great. And then to sort of go for a massive change in season just wasn't what we needed at all yeah I mean you were you were ninth sorry he was sacked on the 9th of October and you were sixth sorry get my numbers yeah. right around on 18 points and then yeah I think at that point I've got you had you had something like five wins three draws and three losses under Eustace in 11 games under Rooney it's like two wins and three draws and eight losses in 13 games so you know you've basically it's relegation form isn't it since Rooney came in yeah so what do you think the, the ownership saw in Rooney then other than the the connection with you know his agent do you think there was a uh, something else at play as well in there yeah I think it was the connection with his agent and also probably Wayne Rooney's reputation where um maybe the ownership regime are very much led by um what's going to get the most attention and how right. are we going to get uh, money through um sort of uh, external foreign interest and mainstream media coverage and all that kind of thing I think that was probably a big pull with Wayne Rooney more than actually what he's really done as a manager um yep. so yeah I think that was guys and I think from a fan's point of view you kind of you get the commercial aspect on one yep. bit but you sort of want to be a football team that has a commercial operation rather yep. than be a commercial operation that also plays football and that's kind of how it feels at the moment Okay, so in terms of since Rooney's come in, so how would you characterise the football as in the way he plays or has the t- or attempted to, attempted to have the, the the team playing? Yeah, I mean he's um, we play out from the back a lot more than we did under John Eustace, um, yeah. but I think that it's uh, it's difficult to implement that style um, yeah. sort of in season as opposed to when you've got full summer to get your ideas across. So I think that's certainly been a challenge, um, especially when, you know, the gauntlet's thrown down by the results that we were getting beforehand. Mm. Um, we've been sort of stealing the ball quite high up and we've had a bit of joy from that in certain games. Um, but the we've not really been able to create the chances and that we wanted through the sort of playing out from the back. And if anything, we've kind of been caught out by that through not really having the the personnel so much to do it um so um especially in terms of the goalkeeper who's you know John Ruddy's a good shot stopper but he's not necessarily um great with the ball at his feet so uh, yeah um I think that's been yeah that's been a challenge for us so in terms of how they build attacks obviously they're trying to build up from the back but you know if they are able to get the ball into the sort of middle and final third how how does that look is it like building through width or down the flanks 
or they're trying to, you know, uh, how do they kind of combine and try and create goals? Great chances. Yeah, um, I mean, I think uh, we've got skillful players in attacking areas. In um, certainly, Seriki Dambele uh, is, mm-hmm. is certainly yep. one who's got quick feet. Uh, Leandro Bakuna had um, a good game the other day, um, just before Christmas, um, and he's uh, he's certainly capable of uh, creating things. Um, so, uh, and then we've got Jay Stansfield who can sort of run in behind, but we're probably missing um, maybe an out and out centre forward. Wood, that's sort of better than yeah. Lukas Jukovic. Uh, we've got Jordan James, who's quite a, uh, a good sort of presser, but that's, yeah, that's really been how we've kind of created our chances. It's really the pressing of Jay Stansfield and Jordan James when he plays and maybe the tenacity of Sonic in, in midfield. Um, but, um, yeah, we've not really been able to create chances through the longer periods of, of possession play, which wasn't really what we'd kind of built ourselves for. Yeah, Leeds fans will know Remember Sirica Dembele, I think he had a good game against Leeds at the in the return fixture early in the season when he beat us. I think he was he was a strong player that day. Um quite a good kind of ball carrier dribbly sort of player. I seem to remember him being pretty decent. Yeah, very skillful as well. And um, yeah. yeah, he's quite an exciting player to watch. I mean, that's that's kind of the frustrating thing. When um the manager's under criticism, you sort of want to say, um, yeah, we want to give the players some some of the criticism as well to sort of make it feel more balanced and fair. Um, but in this case, it's that becomes a bit more difficult because um, actually the players were delivering for for John Eustace. Um, so it feels like yeah, it's it's hard not to pin a lot of it on there on the management and and generally just um, it's felt like it sort of upset the apple cart uh, the change. Uh, I quite like uh, Iwu, the defender that we've got. I think he's um, quite a nice ball player, so he's one of the defenders we've got that probably does suit the way that um, yeah. Wayne really wants to play. Um, but um, yeah, overall it's um, overall it's been tricky for him to implement his ideas. Okay, so in terms of off the ball defensively, I mean, you said Birmingham do try and nick the ball off the opposition. So I guess they do try and implement somewhat of a press. I mean, how does that work? Is it kind of man to man? Is it fairly high, or or do they kind of you know if the press is beaten, do they just drop into a lower block? How how's the kind of defensive shape? I think it depends a lot on uh, who we have up top. So um, at West uh, Coventry um, a couple of weeks ago, we played yeah. with uh, Lukas Jukovic up top uh, with Stansfield, and the idea was being you have two centers forwards it's easier to press but Jukovic is a 34 year old target man and he's just not very mobile so you can kind of get away for the first sort of 10-15 minutes of games by getting your midfielders further forward and getting Dembele pressing and all the rest of it um but at, at a certain point you kind of need whoever's up top to really lead the press so that's why recently Jay Stansfield has been starting up top but he's not physically developed enough to really hold the ball up really well and bring others into the game so I think it's a real dilemma I, I definitely feel like we need a striker in January um and probably that's an advantage that Leeds will feel like they can um uh, sort of get uh, sort of dominate that department because if we play Stansfield on his own up top you'll probably beat him physically and if you play a pair Stansfield yep. with Jukovic um, you please aren't going to be able to sustain the press so it's a big dilemma for Rooney there probably isn't a, a perfect um, scenario but um, that's uh, yeah that's where we are so in, in the way I mean this is this is a question around how Leeds play at home generally at home Leeds do dominate the ball but they're not 
they're not a kind of ball dominant team in the way that say Southampton and Leicester are. They do trying to generate transition attacks more than than kind of sustain possession. So sometimes we'll you know we'll we'll try and draw the opposition out by passing the ball around at the back and holding onto the ball and that kind of thing. And then sometimes we'll generate attacks right by counter pressing and then looking to generate transition that way. So one of the ways teams are frustrated Lee's is just not engage at all and just sit in a deep low block. Do you think Birmingham will do that at Ellen Road? as opposed to a home game? Yes, I suspect so. I think if we do press, it'll mm. probably be a mid-block uh, rather than yeah. a full-on high press because I think there'll probably be a lot of respect for... I, I look at Leeds and, and I think um, the team's most effective when it's got space to run into because you've got the likes of Crescentio Shunt, Somerville, who's mm. so direct. Yeah. You've got um, uh, Dan James, who's uh, such a quick runner, Ruta, mm. who's creative, Piro. I think that front four is just so dangerous and I would probably yeah. rather give the ball to Leeds midfield which I uh, although Ampadu is good and I do like him I don't necessarily think that um giving the midfield a bit of time and space in uh, for certain areas is as damaging as going too far in terms of pressing Leeds and actually leaving yourselves open so um yeah I, I would imagine you may be looking to sort of strengthen that area if you can in January so that's probably how we'll look to try and grab something I would say so yeah so who would you say the players for Birmingham City are most important to the way you play or most important important for getting a win against Leeds should I say who, who needs to who needs to play well I would say um possibly um I think Sanderson's going to be quite an important player because um I think he's a capable defender at this level on his day um yeah. I would say Jordan James he um, got a bit of criticism from Rooney for uh, for, for Rooney not putting starting him so much um uh, early on and uh, more recently he has played a lot more he came off the bench against Sheffield Wednesday and played a lovely one too and grabbed the winner uh, Jordan James is a very um, energetic midfielder he started out in a more defensive role um and he's kind of evolved into a sort of pressing 10 um and his link up play is really good so James um Sandsville could be tough to uh, contain as well you've got Dembele in there um and then actually maybe w- watch out for Ramel Donovan because the last couple of times he's come off the bench um he's uh, carried a threat out wide and looked to take people on so I'll be looking to sort of get him up against um, maybe Archie Gray and test him uh, one-on-one a little bit uh, like um, the winger that faced him at the weekend so um, yeah, yeah. yeah so that could be the strategy as well maybe towards the end of the game Okay, so how do you think Birmingham will look to hurt Leeds? Do you think they'll try and isolate fullbacks, that kind of thing, and play fairly direct to get those one-on-ones, do you think, maybe? We'll see. I I think um, we've definitely wanted to try and play out the back because um, there was this whole thing about no fear football, (laughs) 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 which uh, are those infamous words. Um, So I I imagine that we'll try and have some moments of possession, um, but I kind of expect to be uh, on the back foot for much of the game and uh, if we do get something it'll be a bit of a, a smash and grab and probably releasing the the pace of jay stansfield on the yeah uh, on the counter-attack cool any uh notable injuries or suspensions you know of um not that i know of i'm not uh, i wouldn't say because i'm my sort of work is more covering the efl generally yeah. i'm not actually 100 percent in tune with all the uh, the latest team news at blues um but um yeah not that i'm uh, not that i'm aware of yeah, I mean, it's it's worth pointing out to the listeners, we're recording this on the 27th, just in, um, obviously, busy Christmas schedule. So, you know, there's there's potentially uh, injuries to come with games between our game. How would you give us a best guess at the lineup, the Birmingham lineup, assuming no injuries? 
OK, um, I would say I don't think Ikovic will start up top because yeah. uh, I think we'll probably want a bit of pace and play on the counter-attack. Yeah. Uh, with that in mind, I would say maybe there's a chance that, um, yeah, could Ollie Burke possibly start in a wide position? Um, I reckon there's a chance yeah. that Rooney does go for pace. Um, I don't know that he'll start Romel Donovan at Elland Road, but I wouldn't necessarily rule that out. So if um, if you're asking me uh, what would be the eleven, I would say we don't see, we didn't seem to have any def- uh, sort of senior defenders on the bench for the game against Stoke. So I would imagine yeah. that it could be the same back four. So Ruddy and goal, Iwu, Roberts, Sanderson and Longello in defence. Yeah. Um, I would suggest, would it be Bakuna and um, Sonich in midfield? I'd probably guess that because I'm not a huge fan of Gary Gardner and he seems to be yeah. the only other midfield option we've got at the moment. Um, I would maybe say possibly Burke could come in for Koji Miyoshi um, for a bit of pace on the flank. John yeah. James is a kind of pressing 10 to go up against um, Ampadu. Yeah. Uh, maybe Dembele for a bit of skill. And then Stansfield up top. So if you ask me to guess, I would maybe say one change from the team against Stoke, um, Burke for Miyoshi. Yeah. Um, maybe the outside chance of Keshi Anderson coming in as well. But um, yeah, that, that's what I'd go with. So how do you see this game sort of unfolding? You know, how's it going to, what's it going to look like for the first 20, 50, 15, 20 minutes, do you think? Do you think it'll attack free defence or do you think Birmingham will have some, some forays out? The, the one area of hope that I have um, in terms of facing Leeds United is I don't mm. necessarily know how great you are at breaking teams down. We've seen Coventry come to Elland Road and manage to get a point. Sheffield Wednesday under this Munoz, who had the worst start <laughs> in championship football, they managed to get a point at Elland Road. So I, I do feel like sometimes that lack of creativity from deep um it seems to me sometimes yeah. that you rely a little bit on maybe joe roden to step forward and and sort of progress the ball but yeah. uh, i don't necessarily see oodles of creativity in that midfield if against teams no. that play a lay block feel free to argue with me on that um so i think i have some hope from that point of view but probably very little to be honest because i think if you do get the first goal then i could see it being a bit of a whitewash as well yeah i mean i, I would say that that Ruto is a very creative player. Somerville are very creative players, but they tend to be creative players in broken play on the run. Um, if, if the opposition don't engage, then it can be difficult for us for sure. Yeah. Okay. So this game could be it. Could be a uh, could be a sticky one for Leeds. I think Leeds fans. I think there's the message from Gab, but we'll see. Oh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I, I think I reckon <laughs> there's a chance we might get to half time at nil nil. Um, and then maybe in the second half you might get a couple of goals. Yeah, the the great fear from Leeds fans is going one behind and then the the opposition just sitting behind ten men behind the ball. And yeah, like you say, it's not absolutely not our strong suit breaking those sort of games down. Right, great. Uh, thank you, Gab. That was a really good insight for us. I really appreciate you coming on and joining us. Um, so, where can our listeners find your content online? Tell us about what kind of stuff you do online. Yeah, so um, probably a little bit unlike um, a lot of guests that you've come across. I'm not. I don't necessarily follow Blues. Um, excuse me, uh, week to week because um, I sort of grew up supporting them, but now, uh, but my work is um, the EFL and going to different grounds and um, and that kind of thing. So I sort of study the EFL more um, more as an umbrella, if yeah. you like. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah, you can follow all that work on Twitter at Gabsa. And I have sort of conversation starters on the EFL um, every weekday and um, ask people about games and that kind of thing. So you can drop me a follow there at Gabsa. And I also have a show called EFL Debate and we have our championship podcasts 
of that show on Wednesdays at 5.30. Yeah, I'd recommend you guys check Gab out, actually. If you like me and you, you like to keep abreast of the EFL more generally, Gab's a great resource in that respect. So give him a follow, folks. Right. Thank you for your time, Gab. Cheers. Appreciate that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss that was a good chat wasn't it Dana just to give the listeners some note it was on the 27th that that was recorded so it's maybe a little bit outdated but yeah yeah it was yeah yeah nice insight from Gab Um, I mean Gab's a bit of an EFL generalist but I I know he's he's, he was a Birmingham fan he's around from that area so I think he keeps a reasonable eye on them so yeah it's quite interesting some nice insight I thought indeed indeed I agree some good insights on the players who we've got in yeah. particular. Um, so I guess maybe that's where we should first look at. So of the players they've got, who is the one to worry you the most about what, how they could hurt us? Well, my, my memory, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought De, uh, Dembele had a good, strong game. So Ricky Dembele against us back at St Andrews, you know, when we'd lost to them with that makeshift team at the start of the season. Um, so I like I like the look of him, kind of a nice dribbly, kind of direct winger. He can take people on. You know, if if we see the kind of recent trend where we're kind of weak at fullback, then then perhaps he can he can have some joy there. Um, I think Stansfield, it looks like a really lively forward. I mean, he, he kind of tends to play up front, and I don't think he's a big kind of hold up guy, but I think kind of lively, kind of in behind kind of runner. It looks like a sharp player, technically pretty good. So I think those two look like real strong players in the defensive phase. Um, I mean, they've got Lukas Jukovic, who's kind of more of a target man, so perhaps they bring him on just to nick something as well from a set piece, perhaps so. They're the kind of big threats. Um, obviously, we know a lot about Cody Dramme. He's a pretty solid kind of up-and-down athletic kind of right-back, so it gives him a bit of width. So that'd be interesting to see how he does and what kind of reception he gets at Ellen Road. I've got a bad feeling about that one, to be honest. Um, but other than that, they're not particularly strong, are they? There's not like a ton of players that I'm like, oh, he's I like him. Yeah, it's true. There's one other player that I want to mention, which is um, Janino Bakuna, who is there at 10. He's a solid player in this division as well, and he's got four goals and four assists so far, so he can chip in on both sides of the side zone, both creatively and getting forward to attack the box as well. So he's another player who we should look out for. But with regards to Drame, he's only on loan at Birmingham, so he probably won't be able to play. In the game, yeah. so that's yeah, so that so that's one that's one little narrative that we don't have to worry about. You may have a good game against us because I'm sure he would definitely be up for a game against us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I guess Tyler Ro- Tyler bit. Roberts can play, can't he? He signed for them properly, I yeah. think, so he could play. That's the other narrative. Yes, yeah. he indeed can play. I'm not sure how how much game time Tyler's been getting for them. I know he came off the bench in the recent game against uh, Bristol. 
So, so looks like more he's more of a bench option for them. Yep. Um, especially with how good Kingsfield is doing up front. Yep. I don't think they'll be likely to change that up and put Tyler on for him because he's, I think finishing ha- above his XG is Stansfield, so he's doing quite well in front of goal this season. Yeah, he's a real good player, Stansfield. I, th- I think at the start of the season they were sometimes playing um, like a, like a, a bit like Leeds, like a front two, like a 10 and a 9 if you like, but they were kind of combining and Robos was getting a look in at that point of the season, but I think since the, since Rune has come in, they're playing a definite solo striker um, and, and Roberts is not getting a look in. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he's um, he's been carrying docks as well because he is very injury prone, isn't he? Which I think is a factor with his time at Leeds. Exactly. And just looking at his minutes, he's only he's only played 121 minutes so far. Yeah. Uh, he's got three three appearances, uh, but I think he was did have an injury um, not long after he joined, so that will have affected things. Yeah. But yeah, it's unfortunate for him. But it's not about Tyler Roberts; it's about Birmingham. Um, but what about bad players? Well, I think Gab mentioned this that they, yeah, Gab mentioned this, but I think they, they since Rooney's come in, they're trying to play out from the back, and their goalkeeper and defenders are just not skilled to do that. So it's going to be just jumping on whoever whoever's playing centre back, and 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 if if possible, getting on Ruddy when the ball goes back to Ruddy, because I think he really struggles with playing out from the back. So it might be one where if we can get at them before they launch the ball. Um, you know, because they're going to try and play at some point because that's what really wants them to do. So it could be something where if our press is right, we could get some joy in that respect. So, um, yeah. So, 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 Ruddy, um, who's playing in the in defence, Sanderson and um, I won played in the last game. So we'll see who plays at the back. But yeah, whoever's at the back, we need to get at them, those guys, and and probably it's probably a game for a high press, a man to man press, if possible. Just just looking at their recent fixtures, uh, just looking at the Birmingham game against Bristol. And in that game, they had quite a low amount of possession. Mm. So yeah. I wonder if Rooney have decided to not go for the possession style that he was trying when he first came in yeah. at Birmingham. Because uh, the Bristol are a reasonably good side at holding possession, but you, but mm. unless but Birmingham made an active decision not to possess the ball, I don't think that Bristol should be able to have sixty four percent of the possession at Birmingham's ground. So I, I would think that this is a uh, Stands by Rooney that he wants to try to it seems on the front transition a bit more. So I would expect with this game being at Elland Road that that will be what we'll see from them is that they will look to sit back a bit more than what they would do normally or what they have been doing and maybe not let the ball as much and go a little bit more direct. And if that's the case, I can maybe see Jukovic coming in as a bit of a focal point target man, um, perhaps be even possibly even alongside Stanfield if they want it up for a front two, just to give them an out. Maybe I'm, I'm not. I just want to have a look across their formations. They've been mainly a four-two-three-one side, so they've never done a, a three at the back. But we have had teams who haven't had a three at the back all season, and when it came to a game against us, they did go three at the back. So it'd be interesting to see if Birmingham's analysis team have noticed that and that that comes into play against us, but we'll see. And just to move on to the next point in this, that their lineup, I think he said that it was mainly going to be similar to the previous games, I think. He did. I think that's what yeah. he said, yeah. And just looking at the last game, the lineup that they had, something up. Some players, what I mentioned, but I'm not sure if he said the whole team, but John Ruddy in goal, Dion Sanderson, Emmanuel Awum alongside, who was it, left back, Longello, and Drame was at right back, so Drame will change. And then the midfield pair will be Ivan Sunyik and Jordan James, Puna yep. on the wings, it's Sarikin and Belly on the left, 
Mel Donovan on the right and potentially Stansfield or Jukovic. I, I, on Jukovic, I, I don't think he's a great presser or, or he's particularly mobile. So I wonder if Jukovic is going to be a, like a bench option if they're still in the game rather than that. I wonder if they'll try and just go with pace on the counter. I don't know. Because um, I think, like I say, yeah, Jukovic is a big unit, isn't he? He's a big boy and he's good in the air and he, you know, he, he can kind of battle with centre-backs. So yeah, it, depend, yeah, it depends if they'll just launch it to him and then get people around him. Or Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Looking, if or of looking to kind of break with pace, it depends how they're trying to break, doesn't it? Really, you know how they want to break. So it's, I guess it's just yeah. a it's a decision they make how they think they can get at Leeds. Um, I mean, if I was them, I wouldn't bother with Jukovic because I think we're okay with kind of muscular target men. You know, I think our centre backs, Strooks, Backock, even Cooper, Rodon. We are yeah. generally okay, but we have conceded a few. True, we have conceded a few yeah, headers yeah. recently, so there has been room for there has been some room for players to score with the heads recently. So. That's something which they may have looked at in recent games and think that yeah. that could be a, a route to get at, just um, whipping balls into the box and get, getting Jukovic on them. Yeah. So that, that'll be interesting to see if they do change that up and go with a more direct approach against us. But moving on a little bit to the Leeds part of the analysis. So I think maybe we should look at how we think that we'll line up first. So we had a lot of changes in the game most recent game and I forget the most recent game West Brom that's it West Brom uh, we had a lot of changes in that and do you think that we'll see a similar team to that or do you think we'll be back to the normal side which we become accustomed to I suspect um, there's some changes back so I mean I thought Grove did okay but I would expect Kamara or Gray to come in probably midfield just just to freshen things up um, I hope he doesn't I hope he sticks with Spence and Byram as the fullbacks. Um, what else did we change? Nonto I'm came not... in for James. Yeah, I mean, I thought Nonto did fine. I mean, he, he did. It wasn't great. His shooting wasn't great, but in terms of build-up and combination play, I thought he did okay. So I'd like to kind of stick with that and see see how it goes because obviously him and Spence don't have a great understanding yet, but that'll come fairly soon, I would think. So I hope he sticks with Nonto, um, but I fear he'll go back with James. Uh, and I don't think James offered a great deal when he came on, did he? He just spammed a few crosses in, didn't he, really? So... Um, so yeah, my my feeling is he'll go with James. He'll probably sort of grove out for one of Kamara or Gray, probably Kamara, and the fullbacks will stay. And the big one is Pascal for Cooper. I mean, Cooper did all right. I, I think yesterday. I don't, did Cooper do anything majorly wrong? I watch back yet? I'm not True. sure if he's Same available here. to 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 watch back yep. yet. But um, from memory, Cooper had a reasonably strong game, and yes. so I would I would expect him to play him to play unless Pask is ready to yep. start again. I don't think this is the game that we need to risk Pask for. I'm I, think I was just thinking exactly Cooper. the same. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd roll yeah. with it. The centre backs were the issue yesterday at West Brom. You know, were they? They were the issue. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it, it was the wide the the overload which they had going on that on their right yeah. hand side. It was tactical rather than player performance, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, how do we expect Leeds to approach this game, both in and out of possession? Do you think there'll be any changes to what we look to do, especially in possession, since we've been having some difficulties? Or do you think it's more likely to say the same? I, I think it's going to be the same same kind of pattern as these other recent games. The difference being Birmingham are rubbish. Famous last words. Why have I said that? Why have I said that? You fool. But I think Birmingham are basically they're a bad team. So. Um, we probably will break through them at some point, I would think. And being at home, and generally our home form is good, isn't it? Even against these kind of low block teams, we generally get break through at home. So, you know, if if we don't break this team down, then whoa, you know, kind of thing. So, um, I think it'll it'll have a similar pattern. We'll have all the ball, we'll be pressurising them. They'll have a few breakout moments. Um, if we're lucky, they'll try and play out from the back a bit, and we'll be a nick of the ball from that way. But if if they're smart, they won't do that and they'll launch it. So that that's how the game's going to be. It's going to be attack v defence for 
three quarters of the game at least. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be doing anything majorly different yeah. um, because I'm not sure if we've had enough time to do anything different, really. We want to have a good days of training. So we'll, if we're going to see any changes tactically, it'll be when we've had a bit of a week where we can focus more more on that in training and do, do something more. But is there a player for Leeds who you think will have a big impact on the outcome of this game, either from a good standpoint or a bad standpoint? Um, no, it's more about tactical. It's more about the tactical setup for me. I mean, I could yeah. say, oh, we need, we need, we need, we need, um, we need Rutter and Somerville to have good games because they are our attack, aren't they? You know, and if they don't have a good game, we've seen recently that our attack doesn't function very well. So we need those guys to to, to function, but. It's more about kind of making space and getting the tactical setup right, and not leaving massive gaps either side of our centre backs to be exploited by quick players. So this is we need Fark to have a good game more than anything else. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's not on yeah. actually. I was just going to say yeah. we, we we do need to see some better decision making from Fark, in, yeah, especially yeah. in game. Um, I don't yeah. I don't think his changes against West Brom were really good at all. No, no, the same, no. The same, the same old throw for all the attackers onto the pitch that we have can and yeah, hope that changes things, but it doesn't give you control of the game. I mean, it, it, it did force West Brom to sit back a little bit, but it still didn't do anything different to change the escape of the game. We didn't create many more chances than what we were doing. If you're a West Brom fan, you'd be nervous because obviously you are nervous when the other team's pushing you back, but how many big, big chances did we generate? I mean, the road on header, I mean, that wasn't even a big one, was it? That's it, it was rubbish. Yeah, anyway, let's not, let's not review the game too much. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so what we, do you expect this, what this game of football will look like? I think it'll be stodgy and grumpy and Leeds will eventually win it. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's probably going to be quite a traditional game and yeah. it's going to be similar to the pressing game feel. Uh, yeah. but, it did, but that does depend largely on how Rooney approaches this one and if he does try to play out against us. Obviously, there's the Man United Leeds aspect of it, so he'll have a bit between his teeth to, against, playing against us, I'm sure. So... He's also a former Derby manager as well, so he's got he's got a double rifle to with Leeds as Rooney. <laughs> but random fact, he's a massive Leeds Rhinos fan, Ren Rooney, oh. which is really random. Yeah, he loves his he likes his rugby league and he became a Rhinos fan. I think interesting. Some, yeah, some funny some funny quote about um St. Helens being fake scousers because they're they're the scouse team basically and he didn't like them. So. Ah. It's quite Fair funny. I th- I th- it might be a Kevin Sinfield thing. I think he really liked Kevin Sinfield, Rob Burrow. I don't know. Anyway. That's fair enough. And finally, where do you think this game will be won or lost? Um, it's just it's just about Leeds breaking down a stubborn team and hopefully not going behind to a you know a set piece or something silly or getting caught on the counter. Um, you know, if we can score and break through, then fine. But you know, Birmingham are a bad team. You know, if we if we can get get played and get confident, then we'll 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 turn them over handily, I would think. But um, the longer we, this game goes on, the longer the crowd get grumpy with the fan, you know, with the team, the worse we'll probably play. No. I would agree with that too. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see where this game goes, and I think it's going to majorly focus on whether we can break down Birmingham because I do, do expect them to sit a bit deeper than what they have been doing, and yeah. if we are able to break them down, then we will win handily. However, on recent performances against such teams, we've not been doing very well. But no. this is really a game that we must win now. Two losses in a row for this. It's a very key game for. Back especially to not have three losses in a row on it on the record now wouldn't help, especially going into the new year. Wouldn't be good for morale. So it's one which I'm sure Fark really does want to win to stop this downturn getting worse. But yeah. yeah, that's about everything for today. We'll have a quick plug for the Patreon just so I don't get Tom Alderson on my back. 
So in case you don't know what Patreon is, it's a media platform where you can support content creators you enjoy and get extra content in return. Uh, patrons get access for as little as $1.99 per month, which gives you ad-free podcasts. And if you want to pay a little more, you get other benefits, including early access to our preview pods, such as this one, analysis articles, videos, and bonus podcasts. The more people we get signed up, the more we can afford to have an opposition fan on the pod to improve our preview, like the one we've had today. If you want to find out more about our Patreon, please visit them. It is patreon.com forward slash ASAW Patreon. Great stuff. So all I have to say is thank you very much to Dan. Yes, Martin. And thank you all to the listeners for joining in with us today. We'll be back to, to review both this game and for the West Brom game, which will be a double review, which will be following Birmingham game. But yeah, thanks again and have a great week. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 